Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. this all right all right so I'm gonna be asking you questions you know like we were talking about before I'm gonna ask you some questions about um, you know about like the addiction about the, the different you know the different drugs that you did um, mm -hmm. you know how you got introduced to them and mm -hmm. what I'm gonna do with it is because we've already talked about like most like most of your history, we haven't gotten to you know we haven't gotten far, further than what we talked about last time. But I do want to kind of dig into this a bit because I know I want to make sure that we include everything. I want to get as much emotion, you know, as much history about you know maybe the root of some of the things that that was going on with you in there. So okay, okay. So what were some of the I'm sorry. Hold on a sec. They're hearing dogs bark outside, and then they want to go off. No, they are. They are just reckless, reckless dogs. There's <laughs> two of them, and they're just crazy, doing whatever they want to do. But. It should be okay Good. now. I don't know where that dog, that noise was, that other dog was coming from. All right. Okay. So my apologies. One second here. Okay. So tell me about what were all of the drugs that, you know, that you ended up, that you did? All drugs that I did? Yes. Uh, well, I started out with alcohol, and if you notice in my paper, I always say alcohol mm -hmm. first because yes. because uh, I was an alcoholic first, and which led to well, I smoked cigarettes first, but uh, I wanted that just that me and that too. I, I was when I was writing my paper, I said, "Well, hey, I used to smoke cigarettes too. Let me I need to put that in." I started smoking cigarettes at twelve, eleven, or whatever, you know. But anyway, I uh, started out with alcohol, and um, you know, doing some parties and doing some partying, early partying and stuff at, at home. And uh, as you can see on my paper, um, I'm, you know, they were real, real good people and responsible, and you know, they had, they had, we had. Uh, my father had five sisters, and my mother had eight brothers and five sisters. Three sisters. My father had three sisters, and all of our cousins they brought us all up real close. And you know, on the weekend, my father used to give gatherings, family gatherings, and my parents only on the weekends, some weekends, not all the time. And you know, it would be some drinking and dancing and stuff of that nature going on. And I tried that first can of beer. That's when that's when I started uh, drinking. Alcohol, and it was alcohol and wine and and weed up until I got higher uh, 
and 17 for railroad. That's when I got exposed to uh, LSD, you know, hard, hard drugs. So, so you say you got introduced to LSD. Now, for, for people that don't really know, like myself, like LSD, um, what type of effect did LSD have on it's you? It's in the lucidity. It's in the lucidity. It makes you hallucinate. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now, what was one of the most, I guess, do you do you remember, like, maybe one of the most vivid hallucinations that you've ever had with the LSD? Uh, well, I would see things clear. I would, you know, um, I would, uh, where you... It's an elus—it's an elus—it's—it's an elucidin, but actually make you feel good. Mm. It, I guess that was part of it. Yeah, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel uh, free, so to speak. Like there's no—it's just you in the world, you and the world, you against the world, and um, it can get you in a lot of trouble. You know, it give you a lot of uh, courage, a lot of it gave me a lot of false courage. Um, that's that's about, um, about it for that. Yeah, it, I mean, it makes you, it makes you, the music music sound better. You know, um, it it uh when when I was when I was when I would do acid, it's acid too. When I would do acid, which is LSD, it's the elusive. I would, uh, you know, I would listen to a hard rock band, you know, music. If you, mm-hmm. if, as you can see on the paper, as you can see on the paper, I love right. all kind of music, classical yes. music, all kind of music. So I was a hard rock person when I when I was doing the LSD, and uh, yeah. So with you doing well, I wanna I wanna ask you this about I wanna kind of get to the drinking a bit. Um, with the drinking, what was something that just just looking back, right? If you could mm-hmm. have, if you could have given yourself any advice, you know, now, right? Um, to maybe like your your, I would say like maybe your younger self when you first started like realizing that you had a problem. What would you tell yourself? Well, I would tell myself, man, you in for a whole lot of uh, problems. That's what I would uh, get ready for the ride, the roller coaster ride. That's what I would. That's what I would tell myself. Okay. Okay. Now, you also mentioned, um, you know, that that you're that your kid's mother, she was very patient with you. She was very patient with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Did anybody ever have, like, did they, do you know, do you remember if they ever did, like, any type of group intervention um, to try to, to try to get you right? Or uh, was there ever a time that anybody ever did, like, any type of intervention for you? No. No, don't. You know, back back then, because we're talking about, the, you know, the 70s and the 80s. Back then, you know, there wasn't treatment. There was no treatment and and, and uh, uh, family um, um, treatment situation. You know, they have things called Al-Anon and stuff now, you know, where, mm-hmm. where family, yeah, the family can go. And it's a family thing because they're co they're co-dependent, so they can learn about the disease. And if Al-Anon was out there, black folks couldn't afford it. It was that was just for uh, the wealthy, so to speak, or people that had you know had that could afford it. So, uh, you know, I just I was just running riot. That's it, pretty much. 
And like then, you know, people just say, well, I'm going to pray for him. Mm-hmm. You know, we put him on the prayer list. You know, because all, all, but the intervention was he would intervene and, try, and talk to you. And at that time, and it's the same thing, same way now. Uh, you know, it, sometimes it takes it take another voice. Right. You know, you know, you know what they're saying is true, but that ain't the voice you you, you, you need to hear right now. You know, at at this point, picking on me. You know, you're, uh, you you treat me like I'm the worst kid in the family. You don't treat the rest of the kids like this. But me not knowing that I was powerless at that time. You know, I was powerless over the alcohol and the drugs, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I just didn't want to hear that voice. Right. You know, the disease had, you know, it had me really, yes, and so in denial, you know, and it had me full of excuses. That was it. Now, on the other hand, if uh, a loved one see me and try to talk to me, I would kind of listen to them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, because, and basically people say, are saying the same thing. It's just another voice. And I found that in recovery. You know, once I got a taste of AA and NA, and I started going to meetings, it was the same thing, it was just, but it's just repetitious. It was the same thing. It was the same, same thing. Just I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready to hear it and, and put it to work at the time. You know, and, and, and around, around uh, uh, 88, 88, when I first got caught my, my uh, I'm going off a little bit. When I first caught my uh, my first case, that's when I got exposed to AANA because the criteria for probation was I had to go to meetings and get a slip sign. AA meetings to get a slip sign. That was one of my probation uh, uh, court stipulations. But mm. yeah, and that's when I got affiliated with AA and NA. But all that other time, I didn't know anything about Alcoholics Anonymous. So, what was the question? Well, no, so you find, I want to ask you, because you said you didn't know about it until it was required by the court. Right, right. So this wasn't something that was um, just really available to people well, not available, but this wasn't something that was really widely known back then. It sounds like, right. unless you had to you do know, it, and, and, right? Unless you were forced to do it, absolutely. Now, um, when uh, uh, when I had that that ordeal with the with you know with the with the mental health thing, that's pretty much I'm I'm didn't realize that. I was reaching out and I and I and I had a problem. So mm-hmm. she figured I was crazy, and that's and that's what that's the way it was back then. You know, it, you know I was acting out. So it was crazy. We had me evaluated instead because they didn't know nothing about AA, right? Or, or treatment. Yeah, you they didn't know. They, my parents, yeah, my parents didn't know, and they wasn't doing 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 nothing wrong to me. They, that's all they knew. Yeah, they they just didn't know, you know. They just didn't know. Right. So So. I wanna, I do wanna ask you something about just the family, right? So outside Mm -hmm. of like your immediate family, like were you the only person that ever had a problem with like drugs or alcohol that you could remember? Or that that I can remember, yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, yeah, and 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 if if uh, well. Uh, well, I mean, my, 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 you know, my, my, my brother and my old, my older, my younger, my, my middle brother, Leroy, you know, he's, he, uh, he, he just, just been straight all his life. And, you know, he even became a pastor and all this stuff about church. My older brother, we used to drink, all he did was drink beer, pretty much. Mm. And my older sister, she, she used to drink, but that was it. None of them ever did drugs. Uh, you know, they might have drank a little bit. They were always responsible. They retired, they retired from their jobs. Um, you know, good stuff. Okay. You know, but just answer the question. Yeah, they, they yeah. didn't drink it. 
different gas, yeah, but, you know, he's never been to jail. I don't even think he's ever been to jail for a parking ticket or a traffic ticket. That's a violation for real. Oh, wow. Seriously, yeah. Either one so, of them. I want to ask you, because I, I did read, um, you know, where you said when you lost your father, you had mm-hmm. some resentment towards, you know, towards God. So I, w- I want to ask, so looking back, you know, looking back at that, whenever, you know, when, when you lost him and you had that resentment, um, what were some things that you were thinking, you know, when, when, when you know, your father passed? Um, just as far as was there, was there any time that you ever sought any type of counseling or any type of grief, you know, counseling regarding your dad? No. The only, the only thing that uh, uh, that I can remember is because I reached out, you know, I I, I would make it, I would be vocal about it, you know, okay. to, to certain people, mm-hmm. loved ones, and stuff like that. I don't even believe in God no more. He took my took my father, but I got I got friends and. You know, and 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 and, 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 and they daddy, you know, got drunk daddy falling on that, you know, drunk falling down father, you know, all in the street and bed don't even work, you know, like that kind of stuff. My father, you know, he is a family man, take care of kids, work two jobs, bring the check home, make sure, you know, that kind of stuff. Why he take my daddy? Why didn't he take this? One of his fathers. That was my, you know, that was my attitude, and I. I mentioned it to my daughter's grandmother, uh, and she told me, she said, she said, Larry, she said, um, at that time, God just wanted a good person. That's why it took the father. And it, it sounds good, but then right. you know, I guess it's something, yeah. And uh, It didn't feel good, yeah. even though it sounded, yeah. you know, sounded yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So how would you say like your relationship is with God now? How do you feel? It's awesome. How did you end up kind of like, you know, getting back to, you know, getting back to God, getting back to believing in God and, you know, feeling, feeling, healing yourself, I I would say. Well, um, that's a good question too. Once once I started having life experiences and, 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 you know, started learning about a power greater than myself. And um, then, I, you know, I reflect back on when we, when we went to church. You know, we went to church. And, um, you know, we used to sing in church, that kind of stuff. And I, and I said, Larry, you know, you wasn't raised like that. And I will always hold on to that little, that little bit of spirituality. Mm-hmm. You know, even I was, when I was homeless and walking the streets, I can hear I want you to make sure you put this in there too. But this is this this is going to my home this is going to my homeless section. I would be literally walking the streets, nowhere to go. And I can hear a church music coming from the church no matter what neighborhood I was in. And I would literally go in that church just to pray or get some spiritual up lift up things, up you know uplifting. And I used to go to this this one um, a site where, where you know where they where they serve hot meals. Right? Mm-hmm. There was a Catholic church next to it. And it was always open. Big beautiful Catholic church. And before I would go eat, I would go in that church. I was home homeless now, so I knew there was a God. I knew God I had, you know. And, and, and I would I would go in that church and go to the altar and pray. And it was a Catholic church. I'm not Catholic, but I believe in God. You know, God mm-hmm. is. You know, you got it. So, yeah. But once so, I started having those life experiences, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, it was, and, and my, my my answer to it was, it wasn't why me, Lord. It was like, thank you, Lord, because I knew it had to be him that got me out of these, these things. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So. Mm-hmm. What so would you? How would you? Or what would you tell a person that 
may have gone through your experience where you felt that resentment towards God, what lesson would you tell them, you know, would you tell them, hey, you know, don't look at it as, like you said, you know, why me, God, but look at it as, you know, a moment to to kind of grow or be grateful, even though it hurts. So what would you say? Well, uh, I, I talked to the guys today because I do, I do educational group um, mm-hmm. for the 12-step program for Atlas and Alex at my job. And, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a residential assistant slash RA slash uh, counselor's assistant. And, you know, I, I talked to the guys, and, and, and some of the guys are atheists. Some some of the guys don't believe, so I have to be careful what I do with this God thing. And it, it was the same thing. And see, I learned that from the experience I had. You know, when I had a resentment, and I didn't want to hear it. So I understand that. But I also, you know, tell the guys that, you know, the greater the greater I level understanding, the harder the test becomes. You know, and the more the more we master our challenges, the deeper our faith becomes. And you know, some guys and I and I tell them I tell them that because I um uh, well I start off by telling them, you know, some of you guys mean not, I don't want to know, but for you guys that don't believe, and, and for you guys that that's our atheists, I don't want you to you know I'm not, I'm not disrespectful. I don't want to if I say this God thing. I don't want, I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. We always tell them that. But it's something created you. You know, I tell them something created you, something made you. So whatever you think it is, I don't care if it's that doorknob, put it in this place. If that's going to be your God, put it in your place. You know, and, and, and I, get a, I get some nods from those guys. You know, and, and I tell them, I say, because there was a lot of times I thought God was doing me wrong. All the time, I wasn't listening mm. to him. That's a good lesson. You gave you you actually put a couple of good lessons just now. So let me let me ask you this: as you were like as you were going through like the homelessness um, and and everything else as far as the addiction, the alcoholism. What was the one thing or what was something that kind of kept you going as far as, like, motivating you to not, like, because I know sometimes some people when they get, you know, when they are on drugs or um, have a lot of alcoholism, sometimes they can get really depressed. So did you ever experience anything with depression um, at that time or what, what was it like for you? When I was a homeless? Right. Oh, uh, it was, it was, um, well, actually, it, that was a totally different um, life for me because, you know, coming up, raised up in the home, you know, knowing how to wash clean, you know, keep yourself clean, dress sharp, you know, just knowing how to take care of yourself and, and have nice things and always was Raised, tried, you know, was raised the right way, the homelessness, and never been homeless. You know, always had some stay and you know, relationships. My kids, my, when me and my, me and my kids' mother broke up, that's when my homelessness started, and that's when I started hustling in the streets, catching cases. I was actually when we split up, she moved back with her mother, and. I went on my, my, you know, my separate way. I mean, I could have moved probably back with my mom, but I didn't want to because I was, I was strung out. You understand what I'm saying? And I, and she, she, you know, she probably wasn't gonna accept that anyways. And I knew I couldn't go back home with you no know, in the condition I was in. So that led to homelessness and, and you know, starting to steal out these stores and all that stuff. And I always tell, you know, I. I mean, I always tell, tell, tell the guys how I went from smelling like a gentleman 
to smell like a billy goat. And they, they can relate to it. They can relate to it because, you know, that homelessness, that's what you get. That's what you get. Um, you know, and, but one, let, me, let me say this. After a while, my drug addiction allowed me to get comfortable in my own skin with homelessness. You understand that part? You understand that? Say that again. It allowed me to get, I said my, my, my addiction. Addic- addiction, a disease, or however, you know, uh, you want to perceive it, allowed me to get comfortable in my own skin with homelessness. Mm. I mean, I, 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 I learned the homeless crowd. I learned what all the, the hot meals was. I learned that I have to go on the west side. I'm, I'm the east side. I learned all the churches on the west side of Cleveland that served uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The, the, the shelter that I was that I was sleeping in, they put you out at five o'clock in the morning. It was just it was rough. I carried my, my homeless bag, my duffel bag, um, and I, I just learned the homeless the homeless crew, the homeless group. Proud. I learned all the sticks. You know where to go, mm-hmm. bridges to sleep under, the garage. You know the the, the uh the, 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 they, they got a saying called the bandos. I don't know if you ever heard it or not. I heard, yeah, I heard I, the bandos before. Yeah, okay, abandonments. Oh okay. wow, no, never heard that one. I never heard yeah, that one. Yeah, bando. That's short for abandonments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I never heard it. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so I want that to definitely go in there because those are some of my some of my quotes that people, I, you know, um, used to hear me say. Um, you know, they're smelling like a billy goat, smelling like wildlife. You know, that's where they, that's where the addiction and the alcoholism stick you if you let it. You know, and ten times out of ten, you don't have a choice. Because it's going to get you, and uh, if you keep on doing what you're doing, you're going to keep on getting what you get, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. so that, that's that's what the uh, homeless life did, and that that's when it led to homeless life led to me getting housing. Um, after let me see for that first. Three years, mm-hmm. 89, 80, 88, 89, I ended up getting housing. Um, and, they, you know, it was housing. They put you in the projects, um, CMHA. And I got a, I got a um, apartment in CMHA. And $26 a month. It was how much? $26 a month. So you oh, wow. The you imagine that people are living around, right? Right, anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so when I got my apartment, um, I was doing the same thing, drugs, uh, you know, uh, drug dealers and all that. He ain't not my apartment. He ain't not my apartment. So he raided my apartment. But, and that's when I went to the penitentiary in 91. Wow. So let's talk about the penitentiary. Did you want to elaborate? I'm sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. During my stint down in during my stint uh, down the way in the projects, uh, there's another set of projects called King Kennedy. Um. You know, probably you probably want to put the name over there, but in there, but it's another project not too far from there. Set of projects. That's where I got shot. So, so why did you get shot? What happened? Okay, uh, a guy that I with my, with my cat, uh, with my buddy, he wronged me. You know, he sold me, sold me some bad drugs. And at that time, when he sold it to me, I realized he sold it to me, he got me, but he had got away. Really wild and pursuing because I still had some money in my pocket. So I just went ahead and bought me some more uh, crack. 
And then later on, I got broke. And I went looking for him. Now, I knew he carried a gun. I knew he carried a gun. Mm. And, yeah, I knew he carried, and I knew he would shoot you. <laughs> but that's how I'm mad that, you know, that's how, it just how the, the, the disease had, had me, had description, had me in bondage, so to speak. Right. And uh, I, went look, I went looking for him, and I knew where to find him. And I got broke, high, drunk, everything under the sun. And I walked up to him, and he said, you know, told me to back up this, you know, I'm giving you, I want, up to him, I want my money. I let it out. You got to go, I ain't got to say, say words. But then he pulled his gun, he pulled his gun out. I remember my father always told me, uh, if, 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 if a person pulls a gun out of you, in close range, try to take it from you. Because you're better off getting shot close range than you are long range. Because if you get caught shot close range, bullets probably would like to go through. And I remember my father told me that. And he told me, doggone, bullet went through my leg, through my hand, and through my leg. Wow. Yeah. So did you go to the hospital? Like, did you did you go to the hospital or seek medical care at that point? I had uh, I had a, my, my cousin. I had a cousin. He had a uh, where she turned to be a wife. Both of them are dead. She was a nurse, and I went by their house, uh, and she she took care of it for me. Wow! She did she ask you any questions? About what happened? Oh yeah, or? oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I told, yeah, I told her what happened. Yeah, you know, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was heroin addict. Oh wow, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. She, she knew, she knew, she knew what, what it was all, what it was all about. Yeah. Wow, she, see, that's a world that a lot of people don't know anything about. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So, mm-hmm. so after you got shot. Did you did you try to retaliate against the guy or um, no, what was when next? He, when, he, when he shot me, when he shot me, uh, you know, I broke and ran. I knew, you know, I said, well, I didn't know where I was really hit. You know, how bad I was really hit. I knew I was, it, it was hot. It burned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I, I ran over to my cousin's house. And she, 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 um, she, you know, she looked at my leg. It would look like it went straight through. You want to go to the hospital? I, I got some, you know, she, she put something on it. went straight through. And, wow. um, yeah, I, I, I was okay. Mm-hmm. Well, good goodness. Okay. Okay, but you, but you, yeah. you pretty much knew what it was and, it, it was what it was at that point after he sh- after he had shot you. Like you knew the risk that you were taken by by going up there. Right. Wow. I knew. I knew. I already knew. I already knew. You know. You know. I I knew. I knew. You know. He, he didn't. He, he carried a gun. He was shooting. But he pulled. But he pulled them my buddy. You know. Oh. You, know you know. Yeah. So he pulled. You know. He's one of my. Uh, one of my. One of my. So one of my buddies. Oh, the Yeah, and you know, but she at that time he yeah she wanted some dope too. And he sold me some back. He sold me some garbage. He get, mm. get his money so he can get what he do. Gotcha. Yeah. Mhm. And this was before your stint in the penitentiary. Absolutely. This was before. Absolutely. Mhm. So when you, I know you said that you got raided, right? Right, but I, but when I got raided, I had a I had a warrant out for me, uh, and, and and this is this is really gonna take take me to um up to the raid from my apartment. I had called okay. I had called a case case shoplifting and. Like I said, the the the, 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 uh, the courts was it was setting me up. You know, they gave me probation. They gave me probation, and mm-hmm. uh, they gave me 
the, 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 the neighborhood that I was at called shoplifting in was like a suburb. Mm. And it gave me it gave me six months jail time. It gave me six months in the city jail. Not penitentiary. Okay. Okay. So it gave me six months in the city jail. Now my my kids my my kids mother's mother had a cousin that owned a barrel and drum company. He got me, he, he hired me so I can get out on work release. Okay. Okay. He hired me so I can get out on work release. But I was still getting high. And wow. I was and every now and then I would still shoot some dope. Intravenously. Although I was smoking crack, I still shoot some dope intravenously. And um so when I got paid, I, I relapsed. I was doing good. And that's why I'm here. Stopped on the way back to jail. You know, because I got work release. I would, they would let me out. I would go, go to work. And I would have to report back to jail after work. But I got paid, and I picked up some powder cocaine and, and, some, and a syringe. And I stopped right there at the gas station and shot some cocaine before I left, before I went in. Wow. And I was so high. And they made me they they made me a little porter. Police that made me a porter. They would let me walk around and clean up and all that stuff when I got off work. So what happened this time I was so high, back door was open and I walked off. I escaped oh, wow. pretty much. And I was on the run for that. How so long were you my park, Well we forgot. About eight, about, about eight months, I guess. Good. And 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 and, and they, but the reason the way they caught me was I mean, I had an apartment. I was writing it too much in the street. When they raided my apartment, they found out I had a warrant, and they were like, "Okay, you want you want about Maple High City Jail, man? You got you down for escape." So they took me to the county. That's when you know they. They, uh, they sent me to the penitentiary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I know I'm I know I'm cramming a lot of stuff in there, but I guess it's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like this is good. This is good. So when you were um, when you were in the penitentiary, tell me what it was like. Can you describe? Do you remember? What it was like, you know, arriving there. Uh, what it was like. Um, did you meet any, inter- you know, any interesting people, um, or any people that you felt like you want to me- <laughs> you want to mention in the story? But uh, what was it the experience like for you when you got well, there? Well, um, it was it was it it, it defined penitentiary. Opposed to jail, and uh, it's it's totally different, you know. And I uh my my mm, I really didn't experience a whole lot from my first experience. I'll get well. First, first of all, you, you you don't go straight to the penitentiary. You go to what they call processing. In, in, okay. In, in, in Lorraine, yeah, you you go to you go to Lorraine, processing penitentiary. Okay, it's pro- processing penitentiary. But you go there, and they and they so you're processing before you go to your parent institution. Okay. And it was it was humiliating because when they stripped you down, they they, they stripped you down, butt naked. And with about another, because uh, it's like a, like a slavery. That's the best way I can put it. It's like slavery. It's like slavery. All you, you, yeah, it's, it's the orange suit that you that you that you roll to the penitentiary, and they, they take it from you, and they got they, they have these these footprints in this big old cell, big old uh, cage. I want to see a cage. And they have footprints on the floor. And they tell you, 
Dennis had a footprint. So you have to go in this, this 50, maybe uh, 75, maybe uh, 50, 10 or so. Guys, but next, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you got to find a set, a set of footprints. And find a set of footprints and find like, you know, you make me the best my professional about it. And the smell was horrific. And they call, they call you out one at a time. They search you, make you pull up your testicles, make you bend over and call. That was oh wow! Oh yeah, they're checking for drugs and stuff. Okay. That was yeah. That was the most yeah. That that that's what that was the bending over and call. Is what those guys bring dope up in there and eat behind and all that stuff. You know, you swallow dope or stick it up in their butt, whatever. And um. Uh, they make you bend over and cough. And that was my mm-hmm. first experience with something like that. Now, guys, now, now when I was in the county, guys would tell me what they expect when I got to the range. But telling me, tell me what they expect and, 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 and experiencing two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that was the most humiliating thing that uh, could ever happen to me. But you know what? Bottom line is, Tammy. Yes. That, that dope, that dope didn't, it, it, it didn't make a difference. So when I got out, I, I, I went doing the same thing. Dang. So, yeah. See, it had that much of a hold it. on you. Right. You see, it was just dormant in me because I never tried to treat it. You know, I was locked up for nine months because I didn't do, you know, drugs and stuff was in jail. But I, but I didn't, you know, I didn't... I didn't do dope in jail because I met experience at the city jail when I got high. Mm-hmm. It almost drove me crazy. I had to get out of there. Uh-huh. So I knew what I was. Right. <laughs> that's what. That's you know. That's that's. See that I had a flashback. I said, man, I, I'm not gonna get high in here because I didn't mess around and try to go over there. Then. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been really dangerous. That would have been real dangerous. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd have been so paranoid. I wouldn't have been able to, you know. I mean, I probably wouldn't have went over the fence, but I probably would have been begging God to, 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 to let this get this hot out or something. I'd have been, you know. I, but I knew, I knew better. So, so I'm thinking that I'm, I'm okay. Right. At this time, you know, because I, sure, I ain't did no dope. I ain't sure. I'm cool. You know, when I got out, obviously, obviously I lost the apartment. I, mean, I, I, I didn't go back down there anyway. And that's when I went, they, they, they paroled, me to, paroled me to my mother. And she was so happy. And, you know, my loved ones, my, my kids, they got a little older. And, you know, everybody was like, oh, he, I think he learned his lesson, that type of stuff. You know, they had learned his lesson. Because they know what type of person I was, you know. Right. Me, respected. But when, I, when them drugs got a hold of me, it was, I was a totally different person. You know, so when you, I always so, knew. Go ahead, go I'm ahead. sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I want you to finish your thought. I, I was going to say, but I always knew that God had me. Always knew that. You know, and, and, and he just wanted me, he just, I guess he would just wait till I finish my act. Wait for you to get it together. Wait for you to just get it all out before anything yeah. else. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so how wait? So now, how long were you in the penitentiary? The first time I was in that nine months. Okay. Okay. So nine months the first time, and this. So now this this time that you went was the first time, right? Right. When you had that mm-hmm. first experience. So when you got out and you started doing the drugs again, did you ever have any regrets? Did you ever? Um, like have any second thoughts about doing the drugs or you just were like whatever no i, I did pretty good for a while um i, I, I found a job okay oh, after that i got a. uh that's when i got on disability okay oh yeah that's right that's I, yeah that's when i got on disability so okay. I, I had this money coming through and I'm doing pretty good, you know, living with my mother, going to church, singing in the church choir, 
Uh, uh, right there. She and my, she and my daughters again. They must hit hit that up. Went, went, went another direction as far as relationship. I couldn't blame her. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, yeah. Uh, you know, give me give me a nice ride. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Was I was was I working? At that point. At that point. But I know. I know I was doing, I, I did really, really, really good until I did, see, I wasn't, I wouldn't allow myself to be treated. See, I'm thinking I was okay. And if, 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 if you, once you read that paper again, you, you know, you'll see, I talk about how, how subtle the disease is. You know, when they allow you to do so much, then, you know, it's, it, it's like a, it's like a selfless, it's a selfish um on it. Uh, I used to call it something. I'm trying to think of the time. But it's like a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, you know, it, 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 if you love me or you don't love nobody else, and you don't love nobody else. And and mm. and, 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 and until I got divorced from it, I was hooked. I was, and, and 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 I used to tell people, I used to love drugs more than I love myself. So you know, I wasn't trying to love nobody else. Right, and because I know you said that you know your kid's mother, uh, she was patient. She was as patient as she could be, with you trying to help. Oh yeah. Right. You know, I went to a couple of detoxes. I, I forgot to throw that in there before I went. Um, I went to the joint. Went to a couple of detoxes. Um, it got so bad when I once I relapsed after I got home after uh, after I got home from the penitentiary. You know, I did pretty good. Um, did real good. Once, but I wasn't going to AA. I wasn't going to AA meetings or none of that. You know, I was trying to sponsor myself. <laughs> and and in AA, they tell you if you try, you got to get a sponsor. Yeah, I was hearing all that stuff, but I didn't want. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want anybody telling. You know, my my disease telling me you don't need that stuff. You, you can do this, and uh, you know, it, it's so it's so subtle. It'll it'll make you think that you're doing all right until until it wants you again. Yeah. So now I know we were talking about. Let's see. You know, you. You was you was totally like you was a whole different person. Um, now let me make because I'm trying to make sure I got like the the progress of everything. Um, mm-hmm. So when you started, you know, like free free basin. Um, mm-hmm. That was before mm-hmm. you went to the penitentiary. Oh, that was in, oh, yeah, I can tell you exactly when that was. That was in 1986. Okay. okay. Tell me, um, how did you get, how did you feel, well, when you did it? Because I know I used to read about, like, Richard Pryor, you know, uh, doing it. Right. I know a lot of people did it back then. What mm-hmm. was, like, why, why do you feel like you weren't, like, maybe afraid of like getting you know onto another drug at that point, like what made you say you know I'm gonna try this? Well, from my past experiences, and my past experiences was that I just love uppers, speed. Okay. And yeah, and and, and three basins was one of them, and plus that was the fad at the time, and 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 every everything but sniffing glue. All the ha- all the all the all the high phases, fats. I, I I pretty much did it. I shot I, when I when I when I shot. Um, I'm gonna get back to the three days. When even when I shot cocaine, I would uh, speedball, which which is you, you mix heroin with it. Okay. You mix heroin with it and then you shoot it. And, you know, you But 
but the, but the free basin. I was when I was free basing, I was you know I was still holding on to a little job and all that stuff, but but I was homeless at the same time. And and when I say hold on to the job, I would go to while I was homeless, I would go to the this temp uh, temp place called Minuteman here, and I would get paid get my little twenty dollar twenty five dollar check and go get high. Then go to the shelter. That's what I would do. And at that point, I got I got comfortable in my own skin. Wow. Yeah, some it was sometimes Tammy, I would go I would go days without taking a bath, sleeping in a uh, condemned car or or band or bando, aluminium, and be smelling like a billy goat. Did you yeah. ever, um, as I'm trying to think of when, what were some of the things that you used to do to, I guess, hide it, or at that point, or maybe before then, what were some of the things that you used to do to kind of hide it from your family? Uh, well, I was all well, actually I was mostly on my own with with the crack and you know with with the drug after after like okay, after I got okay. older yeah but but now, now, uh one at a time in the nineties before I went back to the penitentiary like when I I got myself together I moved with my brother down in Twinsburg he had a lovely home built out there. And he, you know, he, bro, you know, come, if you, you know, you come stay with me. That, yeah, now it, 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 it's coming to me. And I had a job at, uh, uh, Pizza Hut. I had two jobs out there. I had a job at Pizza Hut. Okay. I had a job at, at, uh, Mr. Chicken. Yeah. I knew I had a job somewhere in there. It was just, they had to come to me. <laughs> okay, okay, because he was like, I know you were trying to figure it out. So yeah. So during that time, they they probably weren't doing like a lot of drug testing or anything like that. No, no. Uh, when I got out, when I got out, uh, I was on probation for about I think a year. Okay. I did my probation. But then after I got off probation, you know, it's, it's it started up again. Yeah, okay. and, and doing and doing and doing my uh doing doing the time that I wasn't getting high, like I said, I moved out with my brother and his wife, you know, and and, and they they strictly church people. So I was going to church on Sunday, uh, watching my nieces and nephews grow up, taking my nephew to his baseball game. Going to my niece, little basketball games, doing all kinds of family stuff. Yeah, kind of like make sure you put that in there too. Uh, I forgot about the two years in the nineties. So now okay. we, you know, we 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 moving on. Yeah. Now we now we're we're kind of we we moving forward. We in the nineties. Okay. Yeah, we we in the nineties now. You know, as we talk, I might back up a little bit. Okay, that's perfectly fine. It's cool. Yeah. That'd be perfectly but, fine. Um, yeah, but then I missed Ronnie and went back to Cleveland. Uh, got 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 up paid from pizza hut. One of them went back to Cleveland. I was saving my money and everything. I had a nice little nest day. Went back to Cleveland. Went back down around those same ones. See, I, but damn it, I wasn't allowing myself to be treated. Okay. Okay. You know, I wasn't doing AA meetings. I wasn't wasn't hanging around support group. I, you know, stuff that I do now. You know, I wasn't I wasn't trying to get those type of friends. I wasn't trying to be around addicts and alcoholics that don't use. They, they you're trying to be around everybody else. Huh? You're trying to be around the people that did use. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because you know. It, 
The disease is calling me. The disease say, well, okay, it's time for us. Man, it's time for us to do your thing. Time for me to make a fool out there again. Come on. And, you know, time for me. You know, time for you to break some more hearts and disappoint oh. some more people. Your loved ones. Come on. Come on with me. I mean, that, that, that's basically what it was, what it was doing to me. So, my turn now. You had your turn. My turn now. Yep. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. it's my turn to kind of. It was almost as if you had a whole nother personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you Indeed. say? Yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah. no, no. Finish your thought. Um, it was just, it was saying that uh, you you know you 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 get a little bit too beside yourself now. You're coming up with a little too much. You're getting a little too strong. You know, it's your spirit. Your spirit is getting a little too strong. So I gotta, I gotta pull, it, reel you back in. That I honestly believe that's what the G for telling me. Um, you know, because I was going to church, I was singing in the choir, I was doing stuff that that was strengthening my spirit. And yeah, and I think the enemy. Well, I know the enemy always around me. And just you know, just say, well, okay, it's time. It's time. He, he uh, I can't let him get you know get. Can't let him get too far along away from me. And uh, that was it. So what? What were you gonna say? I was gonna ask you what would you say to anybody that said that you know addiction or alcoholism is not a disease. Well, those are the ones that. I feel well. You haven't you haven't heard enough. Sometimes I tell them you haven't heard enough. Okay. You know, um, you know you haven't hit your bottom. You know every bottom everybody bottom different. You know everybody bottom different. Um, if that's what you believe, I can't mix believe. But but if, if you decide you want to change and want to quit missing out on the life that you were born to live, uh, you know that that, that light will come on. And 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 you you would change. Uh, I, I I tell them all. I say, God got a plan for you. You believe in him. He got a plan for you. All you got to do is just be willing to to to, uh, to listen. Give your chance. You know, give yourself a chance to be treated. Because and it, it may, it mainly the, the marijuana smokers, they really don't think they they got a problem. They come to the they come to the program. You know, at at, at on probation because. Dirty urine from marijuana, but they don't think they got a problem. You know, you got guys that's in the penitentiary right now because of the dirty urine. And just send them to the penitentiary, but can't tell them they got a problem. So, yeah. So I want to, when we talk again, because I want to, I know we, like, we we moving pretty quick. We already in the Mm -hmm. 90s. Um, so the next time we talk, we're going to talk, we're going to, we're going to talk about your experience with family. We're going to talk about like the family times there, um, things that kind of kept you from not going to Cleveland or wanting to go to Cleveland at that time. And then once we, you know, talk about that, then we're going to talk about you being in Cleveland. We're going to talk about, you know, we're going to be moving it closer into, like, the 2000s. Um, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, like, your family, more about, like, your family relationships, more about the things that you went through, um, like, internal struggles during that time that kind of led you to, you know, get help and, and strive to, to do better for yourself. Okay. Yeah. Do you have because... any more questions, any questions for me? Well, uh how, how long after we get through our interview? Because I want this thing to be like too, not too far from perfect. So I will be doing a couple more interviews with you. Um, okay. So, so it shouldn't I, be too I, long. Um, I would I, say, with especially with what you gave me, I'm going to tell you, you gave me so much that I can, I'm really going to be going in and like putting in a lot of the things that we talked about. And just editing mm-hmm. what you've already sent, but I have a lot. Okay. Like, I have a lot to already go on. Like you really laid out like so much 
from from everything we talked about from start to finish. Well, up until, you know, like the 2000s or so a little bit. Well, the 90s and then talking about like your accomplishments so far. So we don't have much too long. I would say we would have like maybe two two weeks from that time, like two weeks from like our last interview. Um, okay, our last, last interview is, is next week, right? Yes, yes. Our last interview is going to be next week. Um, I know you said you possibly wanted to do another one, but I think the, la- the next interview is probably going to cover everything. Unless you okay. want to. I'm thinking it because we're getting there, but that's like, you know, we, we are like 1990, like the 90s there, and then we got like the 2000s up until this point. Yeah, yeah I, I think our next interview, Jeremy, is going to be the whole 90s. Serious, and, and 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 then like you know I have I have uh, a flashback and want to go back to you know what we already went over. Okay. I think I think because the nineties the nineties you know I went back to the penitentiary. There's a lot of homelessness. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of stuff. So. Okay. So we need we probably need another one more. Well, two more after well after today. I don't, I don't, I don't even mind this. I don't even mind paying it. I'm telling you, I, I want this thing to be, you know. I mean, I, I'm not going into your time, Emma. No, you're I mean, fine, and I don't okay. want you to feel like you have to to rush through your story either. Thank you. You know what Thank I mean? You. I want that's, you to be able to, that's, that's to go through it, you know, and and say that you were able to tell your story the the way that you told it. The way that you wanted to without it being rushed. So that's right. perfect. Absolutely. That, that, that's what I need to hear because my main objective is to try to get somebody to change and save their life, possibly save their life, and see that, you know, change is possible. That's my logo. Change is possible. All you need is a little bit of faith. Faith of, how do say the faith of a muscle? And you'll be all right. Listen, and I, I want to thank you for being so open. Um, you know, sharing your story, and then when we talk again, um, I know for sure I'm going to be asking you questions about how, you know, how family members can support someone that, you know, going through alcoholism or uh, being, you know, through addiction, and what can they, you know, what are some things that they can do to really support their family, because I know you said your family talked to you, and everything, but I want to talk about that, you know, our next session. Okay, sounds good. And one more question. Yes, sir. What do you think about, what, what do you think about putting the name? you think I should eliminate the names that my sisters and brothers? Um, no, I really don't think so. Now, now, only, only way I would do that is if your, your sisters and brothers said, don't put my name in it. That's the only way I would do it. That's your family. Here's the, here's the deal. I, I, I want to surprise them with the book. Don't nobody know. Oh, yeah. Keep their names in it. Keep their names in it. Okay. You know, you're not, okay, now, you, I, you're talking good about them anyway. So keep their names in right. it. Right. Okay. Now, and, and those are the only names I probably, and my uncle no one, but just, just a few more. But one, one more thing. Um, yes, sir. Uh, 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 hey. Oh, when I started talking about my job, uh, is it a type of law? Where, like, because I work for Catholic charity. Uh, um, I just because because my job has something to do with my with my uh, with my new final life, real. So I went to their treatment. I went to their treatment, then they hired me. Okay. Yeah. So you wonder uh-huh. should you should you talk about or name the job name where you work? Right. You don't necessarily have to because you want to. Okay, because they'll know what I'm talking about, won't they? Yeah, they'll, they'll know. know. Yeah, they'll know. I'm you don't sure. even have to do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, Tammy, I'm gonna let you go, and I really you appreciate talking to you. I'll be I'll be I'll be so I'll be like so hyped. And, 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 and,
That's a good thing to hear, man. I'm trying to tell you. A lot of people, I'm going to tell you this, you know, um, when my uncle passed, my uncle, he, you know, for years, you know, dealt with alcoholism, um, drugs. He never Mm -hmm. quite got over it, even though he was in his 80s when he passed. But Mm -hmm. he never had a chance to tell his story. You know what I'm saying? He never had a chance to get out of that, you know? So right you being able mm-hmm. to change the story with people is going to help a lot of people all they know right but we okay. will talk um and i thank you for your time today i really do i thank you for your time and and, and allowing us to go over a little bit because we are, we, we we always do more than an hour i mean there's no time you take to just, just, <laughs> that time you take just, just, just to hook us up there don't be that don't be equivalent to the time we go over yeah, I so, know. I already know. And, I, and I'm like, dang, yeah. I, I'm like, dang, I hate the, the, that it takes so long to get it hooked up by the time we get ready to record. It's like, you know, we already a couple yeah. minutes in, but I don't mind. I don't mind talking with yeah, you. Yeah, but you, you still, but you you still go over. You yeah, still so. go over. You still go over that time, you know, but I appreciate, I really appreciate that. You are so really. welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. Mm-hmm. But we okay, will so talk, what day um, next week? Do you know? What? Do you know what day next week? Or you want to want to text me or call uh, whatever and let me know. Let me um yeah, let me get with you. I don't know what I'll let you know what my schedule is because I know I'm working, but I will text mm-hmm. you way before then, and you can tell me okay. what works for you, and we'll we'll get it together. Okay, but five thirty yeah. is always good because my day my day be winding down at that time. So five thirty okay. is always a good time for me. But whatever day, just let me know. Yes, sir. I sure will. Okay. All right, Tammy. I appreciate talking to you. It's always a pleasure. You same here, Mr. Bobby. Thank you so much. Now you take care of yourself. Okay, you do the same. Okay. Thanks, sir. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.